This podcast is built on the idea that good is all around us and we can be a part of it in big and small ways. I couldn't be more excited to share more about Lindsay Sitkoff and Matt Windsor, two incredibly kind, talented real estate agents in the DMV, DC, Maryland, and Virginia. If you listen to this podcast, chances are you believe in evolving and growing. And why not work with two people that believe just the same? Lindsay and Matt walk you through from the inkling of finding your next home to signing the final documents and then doing it all over again. They make the process seamless and dare I say fun. Please head to lindsayandmatt.com, L-Y-N-D-S-I-A-N-D-M-A-T-T.com to learn more about this duo and head to the show notes to reach out. Mention my name, Catherine from the Your Good News Podcast sent you there. Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News Podcast with me, your host, Catherine Getty. Each Thursday, I'll give you the scoop on the good news coming out of Washington and how you can get involved with this thing called democracy. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News Podcast. Little note, I am recording this with a cold reminder to take your vitamin C, get your flu shot, stay healthy. So forgive the raspy voice this week, but I I still wanted to record. I still wanted to keep you updated. So it is honestly hard to believe we are already in December of this year. And as I do, I wanted to give you a rundown of what's happening in Washington and what to expect this week with additional context. So what's happening in Washington? Congress returns after a Thanksgiving break with less than three weeks till government funding runs out. And if you're having a bit of deja vu, you're not wrong. This was a very similar conversation from September. But if you remember, Congress agreed to a short-term funding bill, otherwise known as a continuing resolution, a CR, to Friday, December 16th. So as of Monday morning, as of the time I'm recording this, Reports are suggesting that Congress may agree to another short-term CR through December 23rd. Happy holidays, everyone. And this reporting would indicate that Congress, so both Republicans and Democrats, are working towards a fiscal year omnibus, meaning they would fund the government through September 30th of next year. And there are some benefits to this. One, we would have government funding through September 30th. That would provide some continuity to the U.S. government. But for Democrats, politically, with control in both the House and Senate, this Congress, so through January of next year, at the beginning of January of next year, they would have a little more leverage to maybe get some of their priorities in. For Republicans, who will take control in the House, but not the Senate, it could give them some more work. It could clear the deck, so to speak, and have them be able to focus on more of the oversight that they have stated they really want to focus on. So it's going to be interesting as the next couple weeks play out to see what really happens. Are they going to do a short-term week CR and then an omnibus through September 30th? Do they do something shorter term to March or February of next year to put the pressure on Republicans? It's going to be really interesting. I do believe that we will get to some sort of government funding. I don't think we're headed towards a government shutdown, but time will truly tell. And as all of this is happening, as government funding is happening, there's also leadership elections for Democrats within the House. So I discussed a few weeks back, Republicans in the House and Senate have been jockeying for their positions for the next Congress. So the Congress, it starts January of next year. 
But this week is House Democrats' turn. So in the House, it is expected that Congressman Hakeem Jeffries of New York will become the Democratic leader or the minority leader in the House following the announcement of Speaker Nancy Pelosi of California that she would no longer seek a role in leadership. She had been in leadership for over a decade, had been in Congress since, I believe, the early 90s. I would need to check that. Um, But she has been a force. And so with her announcement, it kind of created a cascading effect. And then the next kind of rolls up. So Congresswoman Catherine Clark of Massachusetts and Pete Aguilar of California would be shoe-ins to get minority whip and caucus chair, respectively, replacing outgoing Majority Leader Cindy Hoyer and Majority Whip Jim Clyburn of South Carolina. I will note that while Speaker Pelosi and Leader Hoyer announced they would no longer be seeking roles in leadership, Congressman Clyburn will be seeking a role as assistant leader, so assistant leader to Congressman Jeffries in the next Congress. Senate Democrats will then do their elections next week. So it's kind of felt like for the last four weeks that everyone has been laser focused on the next Congress, but we have definitely some things to get done before the end of the year, top among those government funding. I'll keep you posted on where everything shakes out. If there are any surprises in the House Democratic elections, I don't see there being any, but when this is recorded, that's kind of where the lay of the land is. And I will include a note on if anything changes in the podcast. Turning to some context of what's happening in Washington, I want to give you some feedback on a little known phenomena or something maybe known about but not really appreciated, which is staff changes. And with the election nearly behind us, Georgians, don't forget there is a Senate runoff Tuesday, December 6th, between Senator Raphael Warnock and his challenger, Herschel Walker, everything is starting to kind of shake out, so to speak, in Washington, and staff are really the lifeblood of Capitol Hill. And I want to give you more insights on staff because staff are the trusted advisors, the researchers, the understanders of the members, districts, or committees, or the policy issues they're focused on. And this context can empower you to better understand the folks who help these members create good policy. Staffers work long hours to help members, our elected leaders, to be subject matter experts on just about anything. Staffers help members cover policy from agriculture to public health to defense to education to tech to insert issue group. There is a staffer who is focused on it. They can have one issue set or they can have many. And let's tackle personal office first. Then we'll talk a little bit on committee staff. So in a personal office, you'll have some comm staff that help constituents understand what members are working on, let them know when teletown halls or in-person town halls. They're really the mouthpiece for that member, making sure that member is engaging with their constituents. Then there's legislative and policy staff. They can work on anything from funding levels to helping members understand bills to crafting bills with lawyers. It can kind of run the gamut. And then there's also operational roles. Operational roles are the scheduling team that helps ensure members are on time or helping a functioning office actually happen. And so these roles can really run the gamut. And a personal office 
is the member's home office. So I'm going to give you two examples. Senator Chuck Schumer, his personal office is the office that serves the people of New York. He is a senator elected to represent New Yorkers. And for the House, another good example is Congressman Steve Scalise, representing the 1st District of Louisiana. His personal office works to aid them. This doesn't mean that you can't engage with these offices if you aren't from the district or the state. Rather, it is just representing the interests or should be of those people. And I reference both of these members because Senator Chuck Schumer also serves as the majority leader in the Senate, a role in which he works to coordinate and lead the Democratic senators. And Rep. Scalise is the current House Republican minority whip where he helps count votes. It's crucial in Congress to know where your members are at, to have a clear understanding when a bill hits the floor, where your conference or caucus is going to be. I will say in another episode, I'm going to break down what it means to be in leadership. So in Congress, a majority has major impacts on the size of staff or committees. And with the flip from Democratic control to Republican happening in the House, Many Dem staffers will be looking for new roles, and many Republicans will be joining the Hill. And committee staff have such a unique role because they are helping usher bills through committee process, doing oversight of critical issues, conducting hearings on problems facing the country. And committees tend to be much larger than personal offices. I also raise the issue of staffers at all committee and and personal office because they represent 19,000 people's livelihoods, 12,000 in the House and 7,000 in the Senate. They are real people doing real work to help make good policy. We may disagree vehemently on what that policy should be or how do we get to the best version of America, but they are people every single day getting up to help the American people. And so I think it's important that the next time you call an office, see episode 60 on calling your member of Congress, you have a better sense of who these people are, the roles that they fill, and how they seek to help support our elected leaders. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining today's episode of the Your Good News podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe. So each Thursday, an episode will be where you stream podcasts, leave a review, share with someone you know, and thank you again for joining today's episode of the Your Good News podcast. You can find out more about me and the podcast on Instagram at Katherine Getty or at the yourgoodnewspodcast.com. Those will be both in the show notes and tune in next week for another episode of the Your Good News podcast. 